Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, hello. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, and on today's episode, I'll be answering the question, Alicia, how much should I be eating at mealtimes? I really have no idea how much I should be eating with intuitive eating at mealtimes. And I get it. For those of us that have been caught up in the dieting paradigm for a long time, there's a lot of portion control tactics and strategies there, right? We rely on the diet to tell us how much rice we can have. Um, you know, maybe it's like the my plate structure with like half your plate vegetables. And, you know, with intuitive eating, there's really no guidelines other than listening to your body to know how much to eat. So we can feel like that's rather ambiguous. We can feel like we're falling off the cliff in some ways to know how much to eat because we've relied so heavily on diets and we really maybe haven't built up trust with our bodies to really be able to lean into its cues and sensations to help us determine truly how much to eat. So today I'm gonna gonna share with you a three-part process to help you more intuitively determine how much to eat at mealtimes. You know, because intuitive eating, as ambiguous as maybe it might sound compared to dieting, which is very rigid, you shouldn't be really confused with intuitive eating ever. All of your questions can be answered. It's really not a free-for-all, eat whatever you want, whenever you want diet mentality. No, it's not It's not a throw-in-the-towel mentality. It's an honor-your-body mentality. It is allow yourself permission and honor-your-body mentality. And even that might sound a little bit like, oh, a little bit too far and a little bit too out there. All your questions can be answered. And so this is just one question that I want to help answer. How much should I be eating? Even that question, though, comes as rooted from diet culture. We ask these should questions a lot. How much, what should, how much should I eat? What should I eat? When should I eat it? And if you're noticing there's a lot of shoulds that come up in your mind as you're learning about intuitive eating or embodied eating practices, or as you're actually just making decisions about food on a regular basis or movement or health in general, if a lot of shoulds are coming up, that means that you're continually outsourcing your power to other things. You're grasping for answers. You're like falling and trying to just find something you can cling on to, to give you structure and direction. And I've totally been there. I think that's one of the reasons why I became a dietitian. I wanted those answers. I wanted to know the science so I could put those answers together. But truly, if you let your body lead, you won't be asking the shoulds anymore. The shoulds will soon dissipate because you'll be able to trust your body instead. The answers are housed in your body. It's just true. Like it's a feeling. Hunger is a feeling. Fullness is a feeling. Satisfaction, also a feeling. So it's like we can't get those answers on a text, like from a book. We can't have somebody just tell us what, when, or how much because your body is unique. Your needs are going to change on a regular basis. And your ability to attune to those needs and meet them is the answer. That's the answer that you're looking for. And guess what? You can do that again and again and again. And every time that you do, you build more trust with the body. And that is the most beautiful thing. The more trust you build, the less you rely on the shoulds, the external rules, the food rules that maybe you've accumulated through dieting efforts or nutrition information over time. You learn to just trust in your body instead. Your body can be trusted with food. It's this amazing concept that you can trust your body with food. Maybe you don't trust your body right now. 
That's probably why you might be asking yourself the question, how much should I be eating, Alicia? That even signifies that there's a lack of body trust. That's okay. We can build back trust with the body so you can confidently know that answer. And it's not going to stay the same every time. And it's going to change every day. And even so, you'll be able to meet that. And maybe not just for the next three weeks, the next three months, but the next three years and the next 70 years. Because guess what? This is a sustainable approach to eating and to health. Because when you insource (laughs) or when you turn inward to get these questions answered about what, when, and how much to eat, you won't need to rely on external sources anymore. You won't be grasping for nutrition information anymore. You won't be Googling how much brown rice should I eat anymore. You will just know yourself, okay? And that is the goal. You maybe don't need to work with a dietitian or nutritionist to get the answers. Maybe you don't need to look everything up on Google. Maybe you can just trust in yourself and your body instead, because guess what? Your body is made and designed to handle food. (laughs) It knows what to do with it. All you need to do is trust it. So today I'm going to give you a three-part process to really lean into what it might feel like to discover that trust and to have a really positive experience with food, leaning into your intuitive knowing of how much to eat at mealtimes. Before I get into it, I want to share where I got this from. This was a super profound workshop. Lately, I've just been craving more uh, research information about intuitive and embodied eating. Like, I want numbers. I want stats recently. I've been, like, nerding out about the science. And um, there's, there's a lot of research about intuitive eating and body image and binge eating and the effects of diet culture, the effects of starvation, even, like, you know, not major starvation, but even more like minor starvation leading to increased cravings, leading to increased obsession about food, watching food, talking about food, but not eating food, right? So like that starvation just plays with our minds and our bodies in such a way. I've just been so nerding out on that um, lately, just kind of like leaning into the effects of uh, starvation and intuitive eating research. It's fascinating to me, especially because I have my own body history of restricting and dieting and all of this stuff. And I love science and intuitive eating is really rooted in science. I know it's a lot of let your body lead talk, but that's the beautiful thing is that there's science to support you letting your body lead. And so as I was looking back in some research and some workshops that I've been to, I got this three-part series. I just came back to it. I've been sharing it with clients and it's been super effective. Um, I'm getting this from a conference that I was at a few years back with Judith Matz. Now, she's also an author of several books, one being The Diet Survivor's Handbook. Excellent read, really quick read, 60 Lessons in Eating, Acceptance, and Self-Care. I highly recommend. I just dabble in that sometimes. I have it right here on my desk. And this workshop was called Emotional Eating, Chronic Dieting, Binge Eating, and Body Image what every clinician needs to know is like the subtitle. Yes, every clinician needs to know about this. We need to change the tide. The dieting paradigm isn't serving us. The intuitive eating paradigm is leading to better, more lasting health outcomes. So I want to thank Judith Matz for this. It was a really profound workshop. I remember asking her after the workshop, I was like, weight loss can't fit into this, can it? And she said, no, not intentional weight loss, weight loss methods. Either we're in the dieting paradigm or the anti-diet paradigm. The dieting paradigm includes intentional weight loss. The anti-diet paradigm, yeah, it may for some, 
lead to their set point weight, which may, you know, help, help foster weight loss or help foster weight gain per the individual and what their body's needs are and what it requires for them to get their needs met, how their body changes. It just kind of recalibrates around that and that's healthy for them. And so she really opened my eyes to the fact that no intentional weight loss and intuitive eating can't mix because you cannot be intuitive if you're intentionally desiring and pursuing weight loss. The two just can't mix because you're not allowing yourself like in this conversation about how much to eat. Gosh, if you're wanting intentional weight loss, you're probably not going to lean into the body and trust the body. You're probably going to want to know what a diet says for how much you can eat, what your allotment is. And that leads to, you know, the effects of starvation that leads to restriction that leads to distrust with the body over time. And so this is how we trust the body more over time. This is how we trust the body with food. And this is how we actually achieve a comfortable level of fullness and achieve more fulfilling satisfactions. So you can actually move on from mealtimes rather than feel like you're constantly thinking about food and feeling hungry or feeling kind of dissatisfied, right? So it's a really important conversation. Here are the three steps to help you lean into determining more intuitively how much to eat. Attunement, attention, I'm sorry, attunement, intention, and mindfulness. The acronym is AIM. Don't forget to AIM before mealtimes. Attune to your body. Be intentional and be mindful. Okay, I'm going to break this down. Attuning to your body is like asking yourself the question, how hungry am I right now? Know your level of hunger. Now, this Again, if you're not feeling very trusting of your body, this might be really difficult. You might not know anything but large, loud, really big hunger, like could eat anything kind of hunger. That's like way up on the hunger scale. But if you're even a little bit hungry, you can pick up on those cues and sensations. The more you lean into uh, that introspective method of kind of helping you turn from outward to inward and ask yourself these questions. How hungry am I right now? How hungry am I right now? What am I hungry for? Another great question. Turn inward, attune to the body, ask the body what it needs to have a satisfying food experience. Attune to the body. Now, again, that's separate from listening to food rules, right? So for the dieter, instead of attuning to the body, they'll say, okay, what time is it? How much can I eat? What did I pack? You know, like, how does that follow my diet? You know, oh, I shouldn't be eating that. I shouldn't want that. I shouldn't crave that. Should, should, should. No, come back, attune to the body very neutrally. Ask the body, what do I need to feed you right now? What sounds good right now? And how hungry are you? Yes. Okay, secondly, intention. How do you want to feel when you're done? Now, this is a really great question to ask. How do I want to feel when I'm done? So if I'm in the middle of the workday and I'm having lunch, I want to feel energized when I'm done. I want to feel like this food has given me energy. I don't want to feel over full or kind of lazy or um, maybe lazy is not the right word, but I kind of feel that way sometimes if I've, if I've kind of surpassed my level of fullness, I kind of feel like this, like the food has taken some energy away and sort of gave me energy. And that's fine to feel like that. Sometimes we're never going to always just hit 
that perfect level of fullness every time. And sometimes our body just reacts that way to the food in ways that we don't really know or other things are going on, period, whatever stress, um, all contributes to things like this, but, uh, food can as well. So in the middle of the workday, I'm like, Oh, I want this food to give me energy, a lot of staying power. I don't want to think about food all the time. And so I really want to feel satisfied, energized and full, like physically full so that I can make it to, you know, like three or four hours to my next meal. Um, and so what a different mentality that is than how much can I eat? What should I be eating? Um, again, kind of going back to those food rules, the intention is to have a positive experience with food that meets the needs, not only of your body, but also of your lifestyle, you know, like the practical tactical stuff of like, when's dinner going to be. <laughs> so you're not like starving before dinner, right. Managing that hunger. You want to feel full, energized and satisfied instead of, trying to play into the restriction or meet the dieting rules. So switching that intention, super important. And lastly, being mindful, you know, just being in the present moment without judgment, right? Releasing judgment from the meal, because sometimes what you're wanting, what you're hungry for probably isn't going to meet the dieting rules, right? It's not going to meet exactly, you know, what the diet said that you followed in the past, or, um, you know, maybe you're allowing yourself permission for the first time to have something that you generally don't allow yourself to have. And so remove judgment and allow yourself the opportunity to potentially reach a point of satisfaction, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. And being in the present moment too, gosh, that changes everything with food and in life. It changes everything. And so like when you're just there with the food and you're thinking about the food, you will inevitably think about your body and how your body is responding to the food. I just had a client try, she, she tried having a tech free meal the other day where she just said, okay, I'm just going to get curious about what this might be like of putting away my phone, not watching TV. She just played some soft music in the background. And she's like, wow, like I didn't realize that my body was full, even though my food wasn't gone, my body was full. And I chose to honor that. Wow. What a positive and powerful experience. She didn't let the amount of food dictate how much she would eat. She let her body dictate how much she wanted. And there was no mind games with it. There was no like, oh, praise for restriction. It was just like, no judgment. I'm full. I'm satisfied. This was good. I'm moving on. Save for later right? Wow. Oftentimes the distractions around us prevent us from being mindful and they, um, they create uh, a distraction that doesn't allow us to attune to our body. And so we're not truly with the food. So we're not able to truly attune to the body to not determine hunger right now, but to help determine fullness and satisfaction that attunement still stays. And so when we're not able to do that, when we're distracted with other things, we hit that autopilot switch and we might continue eating. And then we might be confused about why we might be overfull or why we might be um, not feeling physically great after mealtimes. But it's because one of two things, either we're used to depriving ourselves, and now we're just going to eat whatever we have available. That's maybe one thing, or we're just distracted and unconscious while eating, which is super common, super normal. We do it 
all the time. Sometimes we use food as like the thing that helps us decompress throughout the day. This is our relaxing. This is the thing that we don't want to think about because we're stressed about all these other things. The return on your investment with being mindful with food is that you might feel better physically, mentally, and emotionally in your body. And you might be able to detach from the dieting rules and attune to your body instead so you can have more energy throughout the workday. So a great return on your investment when you maybe put the technology away, limit your distractions, get away from your desk, and start being kind of just mindful in your food experience to actually appreciate it, to enjoy it. See what changes for you in that. See if that helps you attune to your body more. See if that helps you reach the intention that you want for the meal. That mindfulness really is the all-encompassing third point Third point of this three-part process of attune, be intentional, be mindful. The mindfulness brings it home because it also brings with it awareness. It also brings in the attunement and the intention. So follow that and let your body lead throughout the mealtimes. Get seconds if you're hungry. You know, find something else if you're still hungry after that meal. Yes, continually meet your body's needs. Remove the judgment. Allow yourself permission to meet those needs, right? And continue to attune. And I hope you just enjoy the mealtime experiences more because, you know, call me weird, but I think those are sacred moments when it's you and food. I've got a one-year-old running, running around now and she's like, oh my gosh, so all over the place, right? Like I open the dishwasher, she's right there. I open the fridge, she's right there. I'm trying to eat something, she wants what I'm eating. Like it is, oh my gosh, she's so fast. I can't keep up with her. And so when I have like a time where I'm just like with her and we're eating together and there's a moment of just like, we're actually both with the food with each other together and it's like a peaceful moment. I'm like, oh, yay, right? (laughs) Um, Those are beautiful moments and the moments when I can eat alone by myself. Gosh, I attune to my body so much better than when I eat with Amelia or when I eat with other people, even just to be totally honest, because I'm distracted in conversation. I'm distracted by, you know, the food or the waiter at a restaurant or all these other things. And so like the thought of me, well, maybe not working from home and having a job away from home and being at, you know, my work, being able to step away from my desk for a moment, have my, my, my me time with my lunch and just kind of attuning to the food and to my body. Wow. What a gift that is. And what connection that can bring with you, the food and your body. That's a beautiful moment. And I feel like we let those moments really slip by and we continue on the like go, go, go-ness of our life. And that keeps us in diet culture because diet culture says, no, I got you. You can keep go, 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 because your mind will keep going with all the food rules as you're eating, right? So it's like your go, go, go at work. And then your go, go, go with the food rules as you're eating. And then your go, go, go after you ate. And then you're still go, go, go about like, gosh, I'm so hungry, but I shouldn't eat. But what time is it? And all these thoughts are racing. And so it's like, you can't escape that. And a part of you might not want to because that's your lifestyle, right? But gosh, when you put the brakes on that, especially when you're eating, when you put the brakes on that and you take this moment to attune, to set an intention and to be mindful, you give yourself a chance to get off of that hamster wheel, to connect with your body, to meet your body's needs so you can show up better in the go, go, go of your every day. It makes all of the difference. Food is so powerful that it can make all the difference. It can be actually your escape 
from stress, from work. And it can be a way to return home to yourself multiple times a day. You can build trust with yourself. You can recenter yourself. You can ground yourself with food. It can be a really beautiful, empowering, positive experience if you're willing to get off of the hamster wheel of diet culture, if you stop listening to all of the food rules and decide to attune to your body instead. Maybe you need help with this. Maybe this is like, oh, that sounds like a beautiful thought, Alicia, but I think I need help with that. I am so go, go, go. This is so ingrained in me. I've been dieting for a long time or I've been trying to do just like clean eating and I'm not really dieting, but I'm sort of dieting in my mind. And I'm really concerned about my weight and my health, but I want to eat intuitively. If that is where you are, reach out. This is what I do. I love to offer you support. It's scary to move from the dieting paradigm to the intuitive eating paradigm. And I get it. I've moved myself. I've moved my business and I've moved several clients. It brings me so much joy to help you through this, to be a guy just holding the light in front of you, a few steps in front of you to help guide you through it so that you can see that you can have more positive experiences with food on a regular basis as you build trust with your body and as you abandon diet culture and experience better physical, mental, and emotional health as a result. That's what I want for you. If you need support on your journey, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at aliciabrown underscore AB on Instagram. You can send me an email at alicia at aliciabrownab.com. And lastly, if you gleaned anything from this episode, if you're like, yes, I'm going to remember to aim today, attune, set an intention and be mindful. I love that concept. I'm going to aim today. Thank you so much, Alicia. If you are grateful for the message shared today, I would so appreciate it if you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode here every Monday and Thursday at the kitchen table. And also maybe left a review. I've been so grateful for the reviews I've received. And so thank you so much for reading that, uh, for, for leaving that if you have a moment to. And that means so, so much. I love being here on the show with you. This is my pride and joy. Um, and so if you have any questions or you'd like to connect, don't hesitate at aliciabrownab underscore.com uh, underscore AB on Instagram. Um, we'll connect there. I wish you a wonderful day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.